I'm April Simons, and I am here with my mom, Dodie Osteen. Mama, say hi. And Lisa, my sister, Lisa Cummins, y'all say hello. Hello. (laughs) You know, I thought we'd just get on here and just, um, you know, I'm in Dallas and they're in Houston and a lot's going on in the world today. And I just thought we'd come on and maybe offer some hope. Um, I like to think we're a house of hope and, uh, and, um, you know, just maybe pray for you. I know a lot of people are suffering with anxiety and, you know, just don't know what's going to go on in the, in their lives. You know, some people y'all don't even know how they're going to pay their bills. And so I thought I'd first just start by talking to my mom. She's 86 years old and she's been through a thing or two in her life. And, um, you know, she knows what it's like to be in fear and it was different circumstances, but, you know, mama, what what could you say about fear and what could you offer, you know, a little bit of hope to the people who are watching right now? Well, you know what, April, if I didn't have Jesus, I would be really fearful. Jesus is the answer to everything, every problem that we have. When I had cancer of the liver and given a few weeks to live in 1981, if I had known about Jesus and had known about his healing power, people perish because they don't know Jesus. So I'm just saying to you, if you don't know Jesus during this bad time of this pandemic thing in the world, then let Jesus be the savior of your life. And he will. He'll not only save you of your soul, he'll save you of of anything that you need. He'll heal your body. He'll love you when there's nobody else there to love you. If you're in isolation and you can't see anybody, you can't touch any family or anything, Jesus is the one that can come in there and say, I'm with you. I never leave you. I never will forsake you. Just come and be my child. And do you know what? He'll do that. He's missed you if you hadn't known him through the years. But he's always there with me. But I remember the times in the middle of the night when I would wake up. And I knew I was healed when Daddy and I prayed on the, the foot of our bed. And he commanded that cancer to leave me in 1981 which will be 40 years next year. Can you believe that? I was 48. Well, I can believe it. I'm, a, I'm believing God. I asked him to let me live to 96 or 98. So that's quite a few more years. <laughs> it doesn't come if Jesus doesn't come before then. But, you know, there are people like pastors sometimes, like ministers, that fear. When I hear the news sometimes, it's fearful. I have to just say, no, Jesus, I have you in my heart. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that's raised against me, judgment, I'll condemn And then listen, just reminding Jesus, you died for me on the cross. You took it on the cross. You didn't have anything wrong with you before you went to the cross. So Jesus, I want to be just like you. So you take me and heal me of this awful coronavirus and make me whole or whatever it is that's making you fearful. And Jesus will do it. He loves you with an everlasting love. So it's it's okay. I mean, I think sometimes people say, if you feel fear, you're not in faith, but it's okay to feel fear, but just not to act in fear, right? That's right. Not to take hold of it, not to own it. You know, the Bible says, uh, fear hath, uh, fear hath, uh, torment. torment. Yeah. And so, and we are tormented with fear. You turn the news on every night and it's something bad, yeah. but Jesus will help you and to overcome that fear. And you just, don't own it. Just don't take it. Say, Father, I choose faith over fear. I choose hope over fear. Yeah. We'll do that. You know, I, I know a lot of people too, Lisa, are suffering with anxiety. You know, it's, they're just, they don't know how they're going to pay their bills. They don't know how they're going to make it through this time of isolation or just, you know, make it in life. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people 
direct message me that asked for prayer for just um, panic attacks and that kind of thing. What, what could you just say to somebody like that? Yeah. You know, I went through anxiety at one time in my life. And so I really get that. And I really have compassion on people who have gone through it. And I want to say this, if you're having anxiety or you're having anxiety attacks right now, I want to tell you what my dad told me. This is temporary. You're going to get through those things. God is going to help you. And he's going to give you a peace that passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. So you are coming out of that just like I came out of it. But I know that there, there are so many needs out there, the financial needs, like you said, so many people have lost their jobs. And I was just preaching actually here at Lakewood. And I was talking about uh, Jehoshaphat uh, because he was the king of Judah. And the Bible says that three armies came together and declared war on him. And the Bible says it was a vast army. And when Jehoshaphat learned about it, the Bible says he was alarmed. He was fearful. And so fear comes to every person and no matter who you are, but I love what he did. It says, even though he felt fear, he began to call upon God and he began to pray and he called a fast and he said, Lord, what should we do? And that's when God spoke to him through the prophet and said, Hey, this is not your battle. The battle belongs to God. And so they had victory in that battle. But what a, the thing that he prayed is something I think we all need to pray. He said, God, we have no power against this vast army. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Thank you, Father. And I think that is the most powerful prayer we can pray at times in our lives. Because just admit to God, I don't know what to do. I, I lost my job. I don't know how I'm going to make it. But God, my hope is in you, and I'm going to keep very focused. I'm going to keep my eyes on you. I'm going to keep my gaze fixed on you. I'm not going to look to the left or the right. I know you're my hope. And just like Jehoshaphat, even though we don't know what to do, you are going to bring great victory into our lives. And I think we're going to look back, and we're going to see how during this time, God is going to uh, give us great favor. He's going to deliver us from situations. He's going to He's going to cancel some of our debts. He's going to cause men to give in to us. We're just going to look back and see the grace of God during Amen. this time. And I think when when we get through it, we're going to be stronger, and we got to remember to give Him all the glory. Yes, yeah, that's good. You know, I was thinking about even though we're isolated in our homes, um, it's kind of bringing us back to what God intended, and that's family. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're in your home right now and you know, you're my dog's barking right now, but if your kids are driving you crazy or your spouse is driving you crazy, just, just try to try to wrap your around mind around, you know, maybe I could use this time to reconnect with everybody and, um, you know, just, just realize, put the main thing as the main thing again. And you know, in our family, you know, mom and daddy took such time for us. They had a big church they were pastoring, but they took time for us and, you know, if anything out of all of this, do you know, remember your family, remember those that you love and take time for those people. And um, we're going to come through this, right? Y'all we're going to come through it. We are going to come through. It's temporary. It's temporary. Yeah. <laughs> we're facing it's, it. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. This affliction shall never rise up the second time. That's right. And you didn't train your dog very well because he's not very well. <laughs> he's praising God back there. Actually, she's, he's a she, but. Oh, that's right. I forgot sorry. about that. I brought her in. She sees a dog outside my window right now. Thanks, guys, for keeping her quiet. But anyway. <laughs> you know, I love the fact that, you know, every trial has an expiration date. Yeah. This trial has an expiration date. And, yeah. and really, 
everything that we're going through, whether someone is watching, going through a sickness or financial trouble, it is temporary. Yeah. And I think we have to remember and have that temporary mindset because mm -hmm. so many times we will feel trapped or very hopeless mm -hmm. if we just think, keep saying, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But we, what we need to keep saying is, God, you're my hope and this is yeah. temporary. I'm coming out. Yeah. And when you come out of it, you're going to see what God did in the middle of it. Even like what I was just talking about, maybe God's going to restore some relationships in your family. Maybe God's going to show you some things. Maybe God's going to give you some dreams. Maybe God's going to help you get organized in your house, whatever it might be. But I, I kind of want to change it too, since y'all are pastors, um, there's pastors out there and they're not in their churches right now. What, what could you say mama to the pastors who are having to go online and people are being reached online? I mean, by the millions, but how could you encourage them? Well, you know, it's been hard for me, 61 years I've been here at Lakewood Church, and not to get up and get dressed on Sunday, although I had rather be sleeping, <laughs> hard for me, because yeah. I haven't been to church in oh, two or three weeks now, and I'm telling you, I miss it. I miss seeing my family, the ones that prayed for me, and, and I prayed for them. I miss hugging them. You can't hug anymore. You just have to but I I really miss all that but what can you do I'd rather do what the authorities tell us to do at this time than, than to defy them if the mayor says close down the big buildings I want to do what they say yeah. we may not think it's right but I know our mayor I know he's a good man he's a good Christian man he loves God I've heard him say that in meetings where I was but I know that they are doing the right thing for us and we are helping others by staying in. And, you know, there's some good that can come from it. I sleep now longer than I did. I stay in bed. I enjoy it. But I also know that when I start praying in bed, I pray a lot more than I used to pray. I have a set time now. And I'm telling you, if I don't pray that amount of time while I'm in bed there, then I feel bad. So God has all things for a purpose. For a purpose. And uh, we just have to go with the flow. You know, if yeah. it means not going out to shopping, well, thank God saves a lot of money. <laughs> but you know what? I do feel sorry and I feel compassion for people that don't have paychecks coming in. Mm -hmm. I know how hard it must be. I just had a call or a text today that one of our men went to heaven. He'd been sick a long time. And his wife, actually, she was an ex-wife, and her two children are living in a hotel. They don't have any place to go. How do they pay their hotels? She's unemployed. So it's people like that, homeless people and, and other people that makes me sad. So we need to pray for all of them and just believe God will take care of them. God is our source. And also there's a scripture, and I've done this so much even in the night in, in Isaiah, where it says, be not dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uplift you, uphold you with my right hand. Mm -hmm. A lot of times in the night, during the day when I'm there at home in the car sometimes, I just say, Jesus, just hold my hand. I feel so much better if you'd hold my hand. He does that. Mm -hmm. And another thing, Psalm 91, we all, if we have Jesus under the shadow of the Almighty, yeah. and he says, no plague shall come nigh your dwelling. So how could we expect a plague yeah. if, if God says that his word does not lie, April? I found that out for 86 years. I had polio when I was a little girl, just a year and a half old. I could have been in a wheelchair years ago. I could have been on crutches. I could have been not walking, but God, because polio was a plague. 
Jesus mm -hmm. didn't have polio and we shouldn't have polio or the effects of it. So I just want to encourage people that to be just have in your heart that Jesus is our hope and he is our faith and he is our help yeah. and he's always there. If you have problems in the middle of the night or any time when you get fearful, just say, Jesus, would you hold my hand? I feel so much better if you would. And just hold it up and he just takes it and holds it for ever how long we need him to hold it. I'm glad about that. We serve a good God. And if you're away from God, let me just tell you this. If you haven't been serving God, you haven't been doing your best for him, remember, he's missed you. He missed you. That's good. That's real good. Lisa, what about you? You you just preached for Lakewood, their Wednesday night service, I think. And um, what would you say to pastors or just people who are watching in general? It's it's really different to, to preach in front of an empty church. Uh, but thank God for uh, the all, all the technology we have that yes. we can do it. And Amen. so uh, I think this is the day uh, to, for the church to be the church yeah. and to rise up and use any means that we can and uh, not to be discouraged. I believe that a, a, really a revival is taking place. I, I believe that when all this is over, that the, the churches are going to be more full than they've ever been before. And so I, I would just encourage uh, the pastors to look forward to what's, what's going to happen and, and just to trust God for your finances. We, we all know the finances aren't coming in like they usually are. But you know what? We know that God is not broke and he, it, he loves the church Amen. and he's going to take care of the churches. And so I just think all we can do about that is trust God for our finances uh, because it means that the people's finances are hurting. Mm -hmm. And so I would just encourage those of you that have lost your job. We're going to pray, I believe, April, you said mm -hmm. before we close, that we're going to pray that God is going to bless you with the, with a good job and that he is going to help you make up and he is going to help you to restore yes. and recover all. You know, yes. one time when the uh, when the enemy came in and took all David's men and women captive, uh, all David's women and children captive, along with the, all his men, uh, the Bible says that David uh, encouraged himself in the Lord, and then he said, "He said, God, should we pursue the enemy?" And God said, "Pursue it, and you will recover all." Amen. And do you know he pursued the enemy? He recovered everything and more. And I just think that's a word for the church and everyone right now. It may look like we've lost some things, but God is saying you are going to recover all Thank and God. even more. Even more. That's so good. Yeah, I know you have some prayer requests there. If y'all just take each take one and um, we're going to be praying, uh, would y'all pray for it? And then I'll close it up. Well, I know that uh, on our on my post that I'm always asking people what we can pray for. And so here's one. Lisa needs healing in her eyes. Sheila needs for her family to come to know the Lord. Nora needs inner peace. And then Thelma wants us to pray for her sons. So this is just a little inkling of what's going on in the lives of people that are, you know, listening to us today and follow us on social media and so anyway, Mama, I know that you had some prayer requests. I pray, yeah, there's certain people that I pray for every day of the world. A lot of these are cancer cases, but some of them aren't. But some of them from all over the world. We have a lady that calls from Puerto Rico. Or, or, yeah, she calls actually Texas. That's from Puerto Rico, I think. And uh, just that I remembered names. One of them is Chris, one of my favorite people. Been with us since she was a little boy. 
Mm-hmm. He's been in the hospital since October. You know him, Abel. Yeah. He's Mama, why, don't you, why don't you pray for him and anybody who needs healing? And then Lisa. Uh, but this is not just for Lisa and Nora and yeah, all these it's people. for everybody. For right. everybody that yeah. has exactly. And right. all, all of us, you know, we, we mm-hmm. may have some. Father, I pray for those who need healing. Mm-hmm. Jesus, there's so many your children all over the world, Father. So Jesus, I pray that you because of the good God you are, Father, and that you want your children well. And because you died for our sins and our sicknesses, that you would heal all these people. Father, I want you to heal Chris. He's tired of being in the hospital. Been there eight months or longer, Father. So I ask you to do a miracle. You've granted a new heart for him. You've granted new kidneys. But do a miracle and cause his temperature to come down to normal. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray for Evan. I pray for Kelly and for Sam and for Elizabeth. Jesus, all these people, you know exactly what's wrong. Allison, Father. Every one of them, Jesus, Connie and Jim, the ones that I pray for every day, and others, Father, all over the world, I ask you to touch and heal and make them whole. I command you, Satan, take your hands off these people. You have come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus, you've come to give us life and give it more abundantly. So, Jesus, we want to all have abundant life. We don't care about being rich, rich, Father. We just want to be rich in health, and we want to be rich in the word of God and know your word. And we want people to see Jesus in us, Father, and to see Jesus in our eyes. So heal, Father, make everybody well, do it, Father. And Jesus, we can serve you better. So we ask you for a miracle. And everybody that has cancer, that has diabetes, that has hypertension, that has anything wrong, the the coronavirus, Jesus, heal them wherever they are. They are not alone because you're there with them. So do a miracle for all your children. And those aren't your children, but that they will become your children, Father, in Jesus' name. And we expect signs and wonders and miracles because you are a God that loves us with an everlasting love. In Jesus' name. And all the people said, amen. Amen. Lisa, you want to pray? Yes, yes. For the people too? or Yeah, I pray for those, like finances, whatever, whatever you feel like praying. Yeah, yeah. For everyone that is watching right now, God knows your need. He knows what you're going through, whether it's health or our finances or our peace of mind. Or as as April mentioned, some of you are having such anxiety and anxiety attacks. And and just right now, I speak peace Peace. over your mind. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you that you're calming the storm in their mind, in their body, in their emotions. Jesus' name and their nerves, spiritually in every area, I thank you that your peace, your perfect peace that passes all understanding will just flow over them right now, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray that you would give them wisdom. I pray that you would give them direction, that they would not uh, uh, condemn themselves or or just torment themselves with the the why questions and the how and and the the questions of doubt, but they would just trust you, Father, Father. to help them every step of the way, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray that 
You will bring them out of this battle and victory, recovering all, Father, with great favor. And they're going to be able to turn around, Father, and they're going to help others that are in need. I I bless them and I declare over them that they are coming out in victory. The battle belongs to God, Father, and you're fighting their battles for them. You are working behind the scenes. Though they may not seem to see it or feel it, you are always working behind the scenes. And you are bringing their victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And that's good. There's a scripture in Acts that I love. David said, I see God before me all the time. Nothing can shake me. He's right by my side. This is the part I like. I've pitched my tent in the land of the hope. And so I don't know where you are. You know, I'm not for camping. I'm not for tents. But (laughs) pitch whatever, where you are, your mind, your, your emotions, pitch it in front of hope. Because that's what's going to get you through hope and faith in God. And um, we're just here to tell you, my family, to your family, that we love you. We believe in you. We know God is going to see us through everything. There's hope. Never give up Give up on God because he will never, ever, ever give up on you. We love y'all. Thanks, guys, for being on this. Yeah, I'm letting us be on your road. Okay. Bye. Bye. I love you.